Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Tracy. Hello. Welcome to Crafty S Female. You've been a get I've been trying to get for a while. So happy oh, that's you're here. <laughs> so nice. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. So listeners, okay, so today on the show we have Tracy Clark, who is a freelance writer, photographer, and mom of two nearly grown-up girls. And I love that like one-line trifecta because that is very much wrapped up everything that you've kind of put out for the world. Um, You're a creator of the Picture Series, founder of Shutter Sisters, author of Elevate the Everyday, a photographic guide to picturing motherhood, and the co-author of Expressive Photography, which is a Shutter Sisters guide to shooting from the heart. I'm obsessed with you. (laughs) I've been following you. So I like this is a, a very fun episode for me because... I first heard of you and found you about 11 years ago in an artful blogging magazine. Oh, yes. I, I don't remember if it was you or Shutter Sisters or a combination of the two, but, but that one little magazine like opened my world to blogging back way before, you know? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, as it is today. <laughs> But I fell in love with just like writing online and, the, and that was my first taste of the online world and I checked you out from there and I was just like sold. And so many of my little following that I follow now still originated from that 11 year ago wow. uh, Barnes and Noble magazine wow. find. I love it. So, so full circle for me and welcome. Thank you so yeah. much. Oh, I loved the, hearing that blast from the past. That just reminds yeah. <laughs> me of like the very beginning when like it, everything was new. That's so cool. Yes. Yes. So yeah, we could just, did everything I say to kind of sound correct? A hundred percent. Awesome. Yep. I, you, I feel like you've evolved from that so long ago, but also kept the same like yeah, yeah, totally. To That's exactly right. I do. I mean, I feel like so much has changed and yet so much is the same. It's crazy. I mean, it has been that long, 11, I think it's been 12 years since I've been blogging. And I remember getting that artful blogging gig and I was I, I was just so excited because the aesthetic of that magazine was so pretty. And I was like, yeah, really? Okay. <laughs> yes. It had a green cover and I still have it somewhere. But if I told you how long I looked for it yesterday, it would be shameful. Like maybe like 45 minutes. Just oh, dang. I think spots. I have it, but I don't think I could <laughs> But I couldn't off. find it. I think yeah. it's in my mom's house. Uh-huh. Anyway, I picture it so vividly in my head. And it started everything for me that I love online. Oh, so I love that. you were a big part of that. But okay, so let's like start from the beginning with your creative backstory. So tell us like the story of your earliest memory of creativity, whenever that might be, and then kind of how it, um, what is, is it not an avalanche? What's that ball that keeps picking up? What's it called? A snowball. Snowballed, I guess. Sure. Yeah. And how it snowballed into or, what it or is. Or an avalanche. <laughs> sometimes, it feels like, <laughs> sometimes it feels like an avalanche. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you could take us back from the first memories sure. of creativity. It's funny because um, some I saw someone from high school recently and she said, oh, it's just so great. I've al- I always knew you would do something with photography because you were always the one with the, you know, little camera point and shoot. And I was like, I was like, I don't even remember that. Um, but I do remember when, I mean, I do remember it, but 
I, I didn't ever really put any weight on it. Um, but as a youngster, I remember cutting and pasting. I remember doing all the collages. Like my whole room was like Surfer Magazine, GQ, Seventeen. You know, like all <laughs> the things. All I mean, I had visuals plastered all over my room. So it really is no surprise that I'm in a visual um, field. As far as the photography piece of it, I only took one photography class in college, and then I got a um, a really wonderful clunky film camera from my stepfather which kind of started the passion and then from there literally and I'll say this probably throughout this interview things just kind of happened like the next um, uh, stepping stone presented itself right in front of me and I was like oh okay this oh okay this and then it just kind of Mm. like it snowballed for sure Um, and so I mean I was always a journaler too from very early on so I kept a journal. One of my girlfriends uh, kind of prompted me along with that. We used to journal back and forth and all kinds of things with writing. So the writing, the photography, the visuals, all of that stuff does make sense. Uh, remembering where kind of where it all started when I was younger. Nice. I always like the same. Like I always felt like blogs was such a good spot for people who liked all that stuff, you know, yeah. and, and then growing up, I was like, Ooh, I'd love to write for magazines. Cause magazines to me had all that stuff, like the right. stories and the visuals and the layouts and the design. And then like, when I found out about blogs, I'm like, Oh, that's a way to, I could do it myself without like, yeah, you know, well, so. and the beauty of doing it yourself. And this is what, what I found so liberating is it, it really untangles you from being worried about criticism for one about having to get the approval or the okay from someone or having someone like tear your work apart. Cause I mean, early I've had um, early, early experiences with editing where I just couldn't stand what the person did to my, did to mm. my piece or felt attacked or felt like they don't understand me. And then when I found the right editor, which I wrote a book before the photography books, I wrote two motherhood journals way back when I first had a baby mm-hmm. before I started blogging. And when I found the editor, um, Carrie at Chronicle Books, I was like, oh, an editor's supposed to help what you wrote sound better. <laughs> they're not yeah. supposed to critique you or like in a way that feels hurtful or they're not supposed to tear you down. So when I found blogging, which I started blogging because a friend of mine said, you should do this blogging thing to promote your um, baby books. So that's how it all started for me. And then when I started blogging, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like journaling on steroids. I get to use my pictures. I get to use my stories and I get to promote my book and talk about anything I want. So it was like the absolute most perfect thing for a writer who was more of a journaler for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the income was coming from your books, but the blog was a way to yeah, promote it. And yeah. ironically enough, I mean, the very, very, very first, I think I was blogging for like two weeks, three weeks. I had followed some of the mom blogs and there was a call out for um, uh, Club Mom. Was at, It was a parenting website, one of the first ones that actually hired bloggers. They hired 30 or 40 mom, mom bloggers mm. to write. And I was like, I'm going to I don't hardly even know what blogging is, but I'm going to try to do this and I'll bring the angle of photography in. And I got, I got that gig and it made him made 40 blogging friends like immediately and started getting money, which was, I mean, my husband was like, wait, a blog, what's a blog? You're (laughs) going to get paid for that. And I was like, can you believe how cool this is? So it was kind of one of those things that just worked. It was the perfect timing. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So that, and so that was, so you were still Tracy Clark when that happened. Yep. 
Yep. So how did like, so then that's kind of what took off the blog and you incorporated photography and you were doing that and then journaling about, uh, writing about like being a mom and yep. then the swirl of them kind of turned into this creativity kind of path you were on. Yep. Yep. And then Shutter Sisters came after that. Yep, exactly. Because what I realized mm. was that I was getting a really great response from the community of parents wanting to moms wanting to share their pictures. And it just it was like a total light bulb moment. I'm like, all anyone wants to do is share pictures. So then I was like, oh, I don't just want to speak to moms. I want to speak to all women in particular because in photography now is a lot different. I mean, we've come a long way on every level of photography, but with the women, women weren't being spoken to about photography then. It was more like gear and, and guy stuff and, you know, mm. tech stuff. And it, and I mean, I was, I got a job um, before all of this, before I had kids and everything really early, right out of college with a photographer who basically was like, he, he just was incredible. He was weddings and portraits and stuff, but he was incredible in saying to me, you can learn all the technical stuff. That's easy. I can help you with what you don't know, but I can't teach you all the stuff you already have brought. So just keep that, like keep your creativity going, keep your natural eye. Don't no, you know, don't unlearn what you naturally have, but I'll teach you the rest. So he was like the perfect mentor. I mean, it was just so ideal, but I did know that the women in the field were not very prevalent and they certainly weren't spoken to. And I got, I was young and I got a lot of pats on the head and I got a lot of what camera are you using young lady, that kind of stuff. Mm. And I was just like, are you kidding me right now? I learned how to play the game. I learned how to deflect, but it was insulting, you know? And so I decided why not speak to women? Like let's do women. And so that, that's how Shutter Sisters started. And I was lucky enough to have this idea of a collaborative photo blog kind of almost before or at the same time as a few of the others started. And the women that I invited to participate that I only literally knew online from their, from places like Artful Blogging or from, you know, the online, um, the, the mom blogs or whatever, however I connected with them, they all were all in. So it just worked out and it just turned out to be an incredible ride with that group. And would you say like the the inspiration and momentum for Shutter Sisters came from like that mentor's advice of like you kind of have everything that you're bringing to it already like don't lose that I felt like that was such a good yeah well in the heart piece of it you know he just mm. really stressed like you can't he would he would literally go through my images from a wedding or whatever I was shooting with him and he would really quickly go through them and speak on them like he'd be like nope 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 yes and here's why nope 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 and mm. here's this one and he would like really talk me through and he would say this is the heart and soul this is the connection you have the you have the intuition to capture the moments that people want to have captured and so he just kept reminding me of what was good about the work I was doing and there was a very what I felt was a very heartful way that he saw things and that he appreciated my work and so I really wanted to let everyone know that we don't have to apologize for not knowing how to set our camera in manual or like I just really went on a, a quest to be like what you're doing matters you know what you're shooting and how you see the world matters sharing is important like we're in this together and um, don't let anybody tell you that you need a better camera or you're not shooting the way you should be like just keep following your heart and that I think was the thread that kept all of us so um, engaged and excited to be together yeah how much is Shutter Sisters a part of your business now 
zero. We uh-huh. we kind of hung up hung up our hats there after quite a number of years ago. We mixed it up a little bit and changed it, and then we um, did a little collaboration with um, some men. Henry Lohmeyer was was part of a, a group of men that were shooting from the heart that really were like, hey, guys, hey, sisters, you know, we dig yeah. what you're doing and we we love it. And so then I was like, oh, why am I being exclusive? Like, let's let's just make this like more of a, a, a guy girl thing if we're all seeing and feeling the same way about our photography. And that was really fun for a while. We did that. Um, and then ironically enough, I started getting more interested in talking to moms again because my motherhood experience went from me wanting to connect when my kids were young to all the weird space in between. And then me really wanting to connect again when they got older, especially when my daughter went went away, was in high school and went away to college. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden I was like, I need the mothers. I need to talk to the mothers again. So it's been a full circle. Nice. So, so then from starting Shutter Sisters and that's when the book of that came out. So you did that book. Yeah. And then, and then just taking off as Tracy Clark. And now this new book, the Elevate the Everyday. Yeah. And that's also not even really new. I mean, but that came right after Expressive Photography. They were like, well, will you write a book about motherhood? And so it, my kids were still young then and I was like "Mm, do I don't I I kind of was not sure if I should and then I was like oh my gosh I'll just do it this is yeah I mean because photography really did save me from postpartum too that was a whole nother piece of my experience and I feel like now it goes back it always saves me like every time I'm in a low spot every time I'm in a you know after whenever I'm in some kind of dark place or hard time photography is what really really helps me focus on what's important and and again I was in a real funk after my daughter left for college and if I did not have photography I don't know what I would have done so it's really Mm -hmm. been like something that I have needed my whole life which I want to share that too because I feel like people who maybe don't know that photography can do that for them I would love to introduce that piece of it the therapeutic piece because Kristen and I, too, come from, like, a memory-keeping kind of core. We're, like, photographs are definitely a big part of that, but it's also a paper, and, like, it's a paper culture, I think, at the forefront. Mm-hmm. But the, you can't deny the photographic, like, you know. So I don't know, like, it's interesting for you to also have photographs as memory-keeping without doing the memory ke- Like, I don't know. Right. Like, what do you think? Like, for us, like... I can understand how the photo, like the photography part could be the hobby. But for us, we kind of use photography for the memory keeping hobby. Does that make sense, Kristen? Yeah. yeah. Well, and for me, photography was the thing that got me into scrapbooking. I started taking pictures way before I started scrapbooking. And it was scrapbooking that gave me something to do with the printed photos Mm. that I had. Because you know, I started scrapbooking when I was 20 years ago, and 20 years ago, we didn't have digital cameras. Right. I mean, <laughs> digital cameras existed. We didn't have them. Mm-hmm. So the pictures you took were on film rolls, yep. and you got them printed, and you had prints. And you had every print of everything you took. <laughs> right. And, you know, every print shop then did you know, if you want doubles for doubles. a dollar. <laughs> and then I had double prints. Me so too. Like, what did I do with the double prints? Uh-huh. That's so I smart. I got into scrapbooking. 
I wish I would have done that early on because now I've got boxes of double prints. <laughs> <laughs> that's and it's like that's that's what happened. Uh huh. And so like more than the before anything, and like this came from my grandmother. My grandmother was a photographer, and she was the one that took me on adventures. And so, from like a little kid, I had a camera in my hand. Mm. Nice. And right, and so, like, I mean, even more than I scrapbook, I still take photographs. And even you, Amanda, have been saying recently, there are places for your memories, and some of your memories are just on Instagram. You're right. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's... That's the same... it's It's the same thing. Yeah, I feel like mine is a little bit flipped. Like, it's really, really easy for me to take pictures. Like, it's just my nat. It's become a very natural part of who I am. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I see it everywhere. I see images everywhere. I can't not see pictures. Everything is like a still picture. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't, I can't turn it off. But the writing, yeah. the writing piece of it, I, it takes me more time to craft, which is why I love Instagram because I can, even though I have to say that sometimes sitting on Instagram takes me forever because I want everything to be just like a little work of art. I want every picture to just be so, I just want to be really proud of it and really happy about it. And I really want to like, I really want to like how the words pair with it. So, I mean, it, I don't slap it together. I'm very mindful and it takes me some time, but the writing piece of it is, takes me longer and I have to commit to really you know like sitting down and taking the time and with photography I can I can see exactly what I want and shoot it in minutes time and I just I have it you know but I have to say I don't usually like to say I have regrets but as I get older I have got I've got regrets (laughs) and one of those is I wish I would have written more especially with my kids stuff uh, you know the memories of my kids because I look at pictures and I forget the context around them and I'm like dang it like I wish they had more stories written stories I'm glad they have pictures but I wish they had written stories too so I wish I would have done more writing for sure totally cool yeah that's a good answer to what I was kind of trying to say (laughs) but um yeah yeah. so now okay so so photographer extraordinaire you think in pictures so now we can either go with the interview whichever way you want to go first so like I'm curious about how this new normal and the state that we're in is kind of affected what your normal day-to-day was looking like or kind of what your your um, new photography project picture mm. home right, right, kind right. of how that came out inspired so up to you all right well Which let's go considering first. my husband's a teacher um and I work at home this current state of affairs feels like summer without, yeah. without the fun. I mean, it's, you know, right. but it feels, it's not foreign. So me working in my office, my husband, you know, being home, uh, he's working too with his kids, but still he's at home, my daughter at home. It feels like our normal summer. So it's not a huge transition. We do this every year. We transition into, into this everybody home. Just um, earlier this year. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so but but I will go, so so in other words, it, it doesn't feel like it's been that much of a, a disruption for us, but um, back to the picture series, so after, oh, I met big picture classes, and Stacy reached out to me and said, like, hey, you know, we love your photography stuff, and we don't really have a ton of just photo-based stuff, but all of our people, all of our lovely, incredible community all take pictures, but we don't really offer anything about photography, so she asked me if I would do like 
I think she was asking me if I would do something technical and I'm like, no. So, <laughs> but I was like, I've got an idea. We'll do this 30 day picture prompt thing. And it started if like, I think picture spring. Um, and it went from there, spring, summer, winter, fall, black and white right. color. I mean, I think I did 12, uh, picture classes with big picture. And it was, that wow. was just like so fun. And I found all these incredible people doing scrapbooking, which is my introduction into the scrapping mm. scrapbooking world. Um, and then after, you know, then they, you know, sold their business or it, it got acquired and then I had to reorg. And in the midst of some of my books being pulled from, um, being published cause of just, it just, they just kind of expired. Um, and then big picture, uh, you know, kind of changing things up. And I had a, a really good run with a, a digital photography magazine where I was writing a column and, and shutter sisters and all that stuff everything kind of wrapped up around the same time that my daughter was getting ready to go to college. And that's when mm -hmm. I just went like, Boop. I mean, my, I was glad that I could let everything go, but at the same time, everything was like, that meant, that meant like income was like gone. All my stuff that I had been kind of like leaning on was just getting like, like one after the next, but I, and then that's kind of when I went into a depression about my daughter leaving and, and that was really hard. So this next, these next projects that have been, kind of a revival of the picture series is me coming out of my funk and realizing my, my truest passions are still the same. They're still writing. They're still encouraging other people to write and uh, encouraging people to shoot. And if I can create content where people get inspired and excited to shoot, that's like my biggest joy. So I decided to pick the picture series back up and get that back out there in a couple of different ways. I re-released some stuff that had already been released. I had written more content. I have, you know, my subject matters changed. I don't take pictures of my kids anymore. I'm taking more pictures of nature, which, so that's a really big one for me. So I did that class, which got a really great response, really great. And then I was deciding what to do next when this whole thing happened with um, our current circumstances. And it left me wondering like what, what to do and also what could I do? This is the perfect time to help people get through this. And I, I was going to take it. I was like, should I take a deep dive and really get like, you know, about the feeling? And I was like, let's just do something where we can have fun. My, one of my superpowers is simplicity. You know, I like to be simple. I like to be playful, but I also know that that can be really transformative so if I can just stick with what I know and what I do really well and what I enjoy, um, let's do it and let's do it quick. So I was like, all right, picture home. We'll talk to the kids. We'll talk to the parents. We'll talk to grandparents. We'll talk to anyone who wants to engage in a fun, simple, accessible photo project, daily thing for 31 days in May. And I've gotten a really great response. And I think the difference between my other picture classes in this one for me and hopefully for the for the world at large is that it can be done together i'm really wanting people to do it together whether you know you're obviously from your home right picture home you can do everything from home so you don't have to leave unless you want to walk out into your front yard um and you're observing and you're witnessing and you're capturing moments of your home maybe it's like uh, architectural elements or maybe it's a part of a routine or your food or your pet or your bed or you know whatever um and doing that in a way that you like 
everybody under one roof can all share their pictures. Everybody's going to have a different vision and they're going to get excited about different prompts and then they can all share. I think kids can do it with grandparents. They could compare their, um, their pictures through, you know, FaceTime at the end of the day. They can talk about the prompt, the project, a neat way to connect. You can do it with friend groups. You can do it with your, I have a teacher who's going to do it with her class. Um, so I think this is exciting because these prompts are, they're all, it's all ages. So anybody can do them. And I think that that's what's really fun and exciting for me and, and hopefully really resonates. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yeah, I love the It's so awesome. So how could people like join in and kind of what does that look like? So, uh, so you just register. Um, I have a teachable classroom. So you register on my teachable website and it's $19, um, which is, you know, it's still putting out um, money, which was something I was really like trying to figure out. So I'm offering it for $19, which is um, a discount from a lot of my other picture classes, but I also am offering it um, for anybody who's financially impacted. I don't want this to be, I don't want anyone to have a barrier for anybody who wants to join in. I want them to join in. So there is a coupon code that you can get your fee waived and just participate because you love photography and you want to participate. So, um, and that feels really good too, because I just want everyone who wants to have this creative outlet to do it. So you just register and then um, May 1st starts the daily prompts. You get them in your inbox. So you just get an email every day. And you, if you so choose, you can check into the classroom every day and post your pictures and share, which is also a very fun thing. So if you're a lot of my picture series, um, mostly women, um, they all connect in the classroom and it's really fun and we all have become friends and it's great, but you don't have to do that if you don't want to, but you can, you can, if you'd like. So there's lots of ways to connect, but it's, it's, it's as simple as registering and then you get your emails uh, one a day for 31 days. Super simple. Nice. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to tell a lot of people about this. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Kristen, Kristen does a lot of the same thing with, uh, with scrapbook like gaming stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, prompts so. are great, aren't they? Because it really helps people to think of things they might not have thought of before. Right. And it cuts down on decision fatigue, which we all have so much of right now. And if someone's just like, okay, yes, I know I want to be creative for five minutes, 15 minutes, but I don't have the bandwidth to figure out exactly how. Right. And then there's just, you get to do that, like, relaxing, creative self-care, but you don't have to put in the effort into figuring out how you're going to do the relaxing self-care, because you've already got to figure out three meals a day for however right. many people. Plus, yes. maybe you're doing the school for the kids. Right. Or maybe you're doing, you know, the work from home plus all of the house. Right. Or maybe you haven't gotten to the house, so your house is a disaster like right. mine. And that's right. stressful as hell. Like I know. It I, is. And the yeah. thing that's beautiful about photography is there's no mess. That's right. my that's my favorite part. I think of every of all of it is that I don't have to take out bins of stuff and put bins away. I get to literally just I have my little iPhone and I get to do my art and I get to do my editing and everything all in this neat tidy little area. It's fantastic. That is the best that is literally the best part about the photography part of scrapbooking is like, "Oh, uh, yes. This is the nice <laughs> easy part and it's like, yes, I'm done. Button clicked." it looks great yep and and it's not like it this has to be a 30 second thing if i want to spend like a good portion and like you know i can set up a nice background yeah. i can go outside i can gather some like 
this is a great time to go and find like go on a little walk pick mm-hmm. up some found items exactly. make a cute flat lay yep there's infinite ways to be creative 100 percent. so exciting yeah, yeah. It, this is making me think of how you said like photography is not messy like I'm a teacher too so we've been doing the remote learning mm-hmm. and it's been a pain in the neck and it's, it's driving me crazy but I've noticed been like no paperwork no piles <laughs> of paper like digital things are amazing like you're not it's, bogged down it's by liberating the very yeah. li- liberating yeah, and, yeah. and I think that that's what's fun about photography but I do like that you know, I really want to encourage people to engage when they're taking their pictures. That's something I really believe in, you know, really get into it. And and also, I love to teach people how to see things. So, because mm-hmm. seeing comes before shooting. I mean, if you see it, then you know you can shoot it. If you don't see it, then you're not going to take a picture of it. So, I really believe in observing really comes first. And once you start to look for things like I have people who tell me oh my gosh I read the prompt in the morning and I think about it all day and then and then just when I think I can't possibly find what she's asking for there it is (laughs) I'm like yes yeah (laughs) it's amazing yeah it's it's like a new way of seeing it's a new way of your brain to see I love that and now you were mentioning before too that like you did this you know the listeners can't hear but you did like the iphone phone hold when you take a picture of the fingers you know and so that made me think of like so this is not necessarily a challenge for people with a fancy camera you're talking use your iphone yeah absolutely 100 percent. and our iphones do amazing things and you know you just have to kind of have to test and try and um push push the phone to its limits because it does things you you never would even know i mean you just have to really get out of the snapshot mode that's what I always tell people. Right. I like, just get out of snapshot mode. You know, just think about things in new ways. Try to try to get an unexpected perspective. Get down low. Get up high. You know, change your lighting. Change your angle. And um, it completely changes your whole photography once you really start engaging with your subject. Yeah, and it's so true. Like the tool that you that you know how to use is the tool. Like you know what I mean. Like the best tool is not worth anything if you can't use it right or you don't have so, it it's not accessible right right, right. Yeah, totally it's the best and, and I have my phone with me all the time and I use it all the time I pull over when I see things I mean I'm just it's always in my pocket and when I don't have it with me I it makes me realize how much I do use it because I shoot all day you know I can I call myself the everyday photographer because I am shooting like all the time <laughs> yeah I love that. And also, like, it's called Picture Home. Home is my word of the year. I've been seeing oh, it everywhere. It's, like, nice. crazy. Oh, how ironic. That's kind of weird. Like, were it's you for- so weird. Were you forecasting this? <laughs> <laughs> I've said that before. Like, when we first got, like, the shelter in, like, um, command, whatever, enforcement, I was like, did I create this? <laughs> it is command, weird, you know? right? It, Whoa. It's very strange. My words tend to do that, but now it's, like, affecting everybody. But <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry, guys. So, um, yeah, but no, I love that because as I get older, I'm in my mid-30s now, I, I have this, like, foresight of my current home won't always be my home. Like, I love the idea of taking time to, like, really be aware of and appreciate your home. And this is, like, kind of forcing that on us. But then this challenge, like, what a great thing for the challenge to do is like you know in 10 years when you're not in this home anymore mm-hmm. even like if you're in the same home but state of home right yes you know I mean. state of home yeah. that's that's a really good way to put it and and I was talking to my sister yesterday and she was saying like this is so brilliant because this project you will never ever have your life hopefully 
be like this again. Mm-hmm. And so this is like a, a perfect time to document it because it is like just such an, hopefully an anomaly. Hopefully this is just one of those things that will be like, Oh, remember that? Grab the, mm-hmm. grab that scrapbook. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good time to do it and it gets you into appreciation and, and gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I feel like photography and seeing, um, the beauty in things can really, really help with gratitude and being yes. mindful, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A very positive focus thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's so hard to be mad at things when you're taking pictures. <laughs> good point. You That's lose yourself. Good point. Yeah. You lose yourself, and, and it is a very positive thing. I agree. Every once in a while, I get someone who doesn't like pictures and, or photography, and they say, like, it makes me feel guilty that I don't enjoy it. And I'm like, if you don't enjoy it, dude, pick something else. Like, totally. <laughs> like you do not have to like taking pictures. Like, cook or, you know, do work in the garden or a million other things. You do not, you know, you don't have to. I'm not going to tell you you have to like taking pictures. <laughs> but if you do, you do. Totally. <laughs> but there's probably a block there that once they got over, they would enjoy. Yeah. Could Probably. Be. Could Maybe. be. Could know. be. You never know. I, I could I, be. <laughs> I find it strange, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? I know. I think when people don't like stickers and paper crafting, like, really? You know. It's I know. Such a part of what I, <laughs> I do. love paper. I love all things tactile and, you know, things like that. I always so I remember all my projects in school, growing up, all the things that you could touch in, with your hands. That's kind of all the things I love to do. Um, so it's surprising that I like something that's so like kind of point and shoot, you know, I mean, I really, because it is, I'm a messy person. So I think having something that's all tidy for me helps. (laughs) I love it. That makes so much sense. Yep. Yeah. Cause you're like, oh, I need to get away from like this. So my happy place is going to be like complete opposite. Right. And I also, I find myself shooting the simplicity stuff because I feel like I need it. I feel like, you know, the one palm tree or the one coffee mug on an empty um, dining room table. And meanwhile, my office is like an explosion. Like there's, there's no, that's why I've got this nothing in the background. It's like, I've got just stuff everywhere. And if you look at my photography, you would think like, I'm like a minimalist, I think. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> but I, I, think that's, yeah, I think that's what I need yeah. in my life. So I think that's yeah. why I shoot it. I shoot what I need yeah, in totally. my life. totally. No, know? that makes so much sense. I love that. I love that. I love that. No, yes, that's absolutely 100% right. That's 100% right. <laughs> so, Tracy, what would you say to up-and-coming photographers that are, like, you know, trying to make this their living, like, now or whatever? Like, I feel like it's such a different animal than it was years ago. Yeah, it is. I don't know. It is a, like, it, it is really different. However, um, with the ex- how how should I say this? For as hard as it is, and it seems so competitive because there's so many people doing it, mm-hmm. there's exponentially then that many opportunities to do it. It's like uh, I was t- talking to my daughter the other day about acting, and she's like, "Mom, how can I ever get a role when there's just so many people who want to make it in the acting industry?" Or, and I'm like, "Well, yeah, but." there's also a gazillion trillion more networks and channels Mm -hmm. and the web. And so for as many people that want to break into photography, for instance, and yet everyone's a photographer because everyone has an accessible camera, the visual world is still just exploding. And especially with video, I feel like video, they keep saying videos, the, the, the thing, you know, that you, that you need to learn. And I think that that's true. So I would recommend 
well, for one, not to get discouraged because you can find a, a niche for yourself and a way to market yourself that nobody else can. Um, and uh, then I would say learn as much about as many things as you can in the industry. So still photography, yes. All the technical stuff helps, yes. Um, maybe video, doing your graphics, doing your own graphics is really great. Now everything's so accessible. Like with Canva, you can make all your own graphics mm-hmm. um, with very little uh, equipment. And then um, writing. If you can bring to the table all of those things, that's what people are looking for. They're looking for people who can do a little bit of everything. So, and then also what I have to say, I cannot go without this because this is another one of my uh, regrets. I wish I would have learned more about business, you know, because it's hard to turn a hobby into a business. It's a lot harder than you think. And, you know, you want to make money, you need to pay your bills. And so I feel like that would be something that I would say to anybody who's just starting out is invest in time and energy and um, whatever it is that you need to invest into educating yourself on business so you can run the business to, to um, you know, uh, sustain your lifestyle. That's what I would say. Yeah. Um, Amber Kemp Gristel said the exact same thing when it was about, we asked her a similar question about, you know, what advice do you have for young women, young people who want to get into uh, crafting and crafting on YouTube and those kind of things. And she said very similarly that, you know, one, things are going to change by the time young people are actually doing a career. Mm -hmm. And two, when you want to, she says, when she hears people want to be on YouTube, people want to create this, people want to do this, that's actually being an entrepreneur. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to learn business. Mm-hmm. And yep. so many women that we've interviewed on the show and myself didn't even necessarily know that we would be having our own businesses, which is why, like, looking back on it, it would have been great if, like, hey, we had some business 101 in high school. Totally. Oh, my gosh. Now more than ever. Yeah, because all of our tools are so accessible. Like I wish they had business like that. I mean, it's so smart. That, yeah. that, like that would be fantastic. I know it would be. Um, and that's go ahead, Kristen. Well, I was going to say like that would be like a really great thing to put into high school curriculum because by the time you get to college, you're already niching down into what you think you're supposed to do as a right. career. Right. Right. But as a lot of us know that, like you were talking about you know, you get a stepping stone and then you get another stepping stone and another stepping stone. And the thing that you majored in isn't necessarily the thing you get your first job in. Right. Which, totally. and then you, when you get laid off or, you know, you find a new career, you know, window, it would be really great if our well-roundedness included like, you know, what type of businesses are the right types of businesses to own and operate when you want to own and operate your own business? Yeah. And how to, and how to make decisions thinking about business. I mean, yes, follow your, you know, follow your heart and all that stuff a hundred percent, but there are ways to also incorporate making smart strategies. I mean, I fought, I have my whole life. I have fought against the things that were probably the best things for me 
my friends can attest. I mean, I have had people tell me a million times over about things, ways to monetize. And I'm always like, but I don't like the way that looks, but I don't like yeah. the way that, you know, like just, yeah. just yeah. stuff. And I'm like, and then, you know, I met with a business coach and he was like, so you've got a hobby. And I'm like, no, I have a business. And he's like, mm, I'm not sure. And I'm like, Mm. like all these years you're still you still would say that I'm a hobby because you know and he's like well let's just look at the numbers and I was like oh my gosh and that just hit me so hard it was such a blow it felt like such a blow because I was like wait I've been working so hard at this and it doesn't feel viable yet like mm. what is going on and I wish I would have made decisions that were smarter and I think had I maybe known um how to do it earlier on, I would have been in a different place. I mean, you know, I, like I say, I believe that it, it, everything happens the way it's supposed to happen and I'm right where I need to be. Otherwise I would be going crazy, but, um, but it, it would be nice. I think for the kids, especially because we can take classes online and everything else, you know, take, Absolutely. take some stuff. Oh my gosh. And I think it would be really good to learn it. Like even like, you know, high school, middle school, early on, because yeah. I think, especially for women, Agreed. We fall into this, we don't want to monetize things. Mm -hmm. We feel bad taking money because right. it is a socialized condition. Mm -hmm. Completely. And that's not great. No, <laughs> it's not going to pay the bills. <laughs> right. It's not great. And it's not because people don't want to pay us money. People do want to pay us money. But we just don't know how to tell them how. Mm -hmm. And it's because we've never been taught how to do that. Right. And there yeah. are reasons that we haven't been taught how to do that. Yep. Yeah. And so it would just be better if we were educated, honestly, before girls start to get it in their heads that we don't need to charge money for the things that we're worth. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've found, um, some of the young people that are, that are doing it online right now and really doing some great things are really smart businesswomen. And I have seen a number of them just at different conferences and stuff. And I just sit in the audience and I am like blown away at the way th they handle their business and the way, you know, it doesn't look like that from their, from their Instagram or their website. It looks very fun and frivolous and it just looks all, you know, like, um, I don't know, just so much fun. And, but then, gosh, you hear, like, how much work they're putting in behind the scenes and full-time jobs and really making it happen. It's mind-blowing. So I do feel like there are a lot of people that you can watch and listen to. And so many people are sharing incredibly free content about how to make it and how to, you yes. know. It's, it's so inspiring. I mean, literally, I'm like, oh, my God, the kids are running circles around me, like, whoa and it and it's i'm just trying to learn from them i'm taking notes and oh yeah <laughs> tell me more <laughs> tell me more young women yeah yeah Great. they got the memo and we didn't that's how i feel <laughs> no. imagine me i'm 50 my god i'm like why did i didn't get the memo oh well it's nice to always hear though you know like i don't know it's just nice to it's nice to know that there's a place for all of us and we're all f figuring out as we go and um and what we have brought and what we are bringing is important and and, you know, it's what we have yeah. to, we have to remember that. Yeah. And although there's no, it's not like we had a choice in the matter. It's not like we could have, you know, gone to high school in, you know, when we went to high school and said, 
teach us about business. Right. right. Or we would have said, hey, tell us about this internet thing that's going to happen. And like, oh, right. you know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, seriously, like right. what? I, I mean, I even look back and think I wish I would have taken more photography classes knowing now um, that this is what I'm doing. It's hilarious. And I think my English teacher would be rolling her over in her grave <laughs> if she knew that I was writing. She'd be like, what? Because I mean, I barely even passed English. Like I was like, I wish I would have taken one art class in high school. Right. <laughs> See, I know it's crazy. So, you know, but we're, but here we are. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> we totally and did we're, it. We're everywhere we need to be. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And it's, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. Totally. So great segue into, we've been asking everyone on the show this season about resilience. So how has resilience shown up for you either currently or some way in your life? Well, you're right. That was a great segue. <laughs> um, I I heard this. Well, there's it's twofold. I think the word resilience kind of came into play for me when I when my daughter, my oldest daughter, started getting her rejection letters from colleges, which, you know, she was like the the kid who had like you know a four point four grade point average, great test scores, looked great on paper, was like, you know, our amazing, incredible, you know, this child's going to get into every college and, and anything she puts her mind to. And then all of a sudden, like the nose started coming back with the colleges. And it was like, one after the next was just, it was the most devastating blow. I think for her, for any kid who pours their heart and soul into where they think they want to be and what they picture for themselves, and then things start to kind of like unravel right before their eyes in real time within a few weeks period, I feel like was it was just devastating to watch. I, I was so invested. I mean, I was so invested in that year and a half of getting her ready to, to you know, apply and launch and all that, that I, it, it sent me into a tailspin. I still have post-traumatic stress. And my poor 16-year-old who's going to go through it next with her applications, I'm trying not to bring my baggage because believe me, I've got it. Um, and I think that's when I first started seeing her rebound from these blows, I was like, oh, that's what resilience is. Like, I, I'm not over it. <laughs> and she's already like off to the college, you know, that she chose and happy as a clam and not thinking twice about any of this. And I'm still pissed at the schools that didn't accept her. And so I think resilience for me that's when I saw it at its best. What I what I was like, oh my god, that's such a good example for me. Um, and now I can incorporate that into where I'm at now. Um, I saw I sat in um, for one of Oprah's Super Soul Sundays, and I forget which speaker said it, but um, you can't. He's the quote was, "You can't have a comeback without a setback." And I remember sitting in there, and this was the time when things were difficult, and I remember thinking come back I can barely even get up in the morning you know to, let alone whatever else comes next but I uh, but I've always held on to that and I feel like whenever I think like especially with this picture series kind of coming back and me feeling alive again in 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 a community and in a creative space and just as a as a as my own individual person I feel like oh that's what that meant like okay so I needed I needed that space and I needed to go through whatever it was I needed to go through. And now I'm, I'm feeling, you know, like I can be who I need to be now. So I'm hoping that that, I think that that's a good example of like how I'm kind of feeling about resilience in my own life and, and feeling like I can kind of come back. Cause I have, I do have a lot of regrets and I went through a real, a real funk, a real hard time about all my failings 
right? I was just in a space of like what I said earlier, just I think on the phone when we were speaking was that I had a crisis of confidence and Mm -hmm. people would say, what do you mean? How can you not be confident? You've done all these things, you know, and it's, and it was always so nice to hear, but I was not feeling it. I was feeling like, yeah, but you don't know all the stuff I messed up. You don't know all my regrets. You don't know all the things. You don't know what my bank account looks like or what my office looks like or how I feel inside. And so I wasn't able to take any of that in for a long time. There was a number of years there that just felt like it was just not good. And now I can be back in a space where I'm like, okay, that was a phase. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a crisis. Well, that's what's interesting is because I feel like confidence in general ebbs and flows. But I did, when you just said it again, like, I feel like the word crisis is important. Like, it's been happening the older I get. Like, there'll be a blow to my confidence that is stronger and bigger than it's ever been before. Like, it almost came from nowhere. I was like, where, yep. where did that crisis come right. from? Like, it's always ebbed and flowed and been up and been down. But, like, that acute, like, hit to confidence happens it does and it's it's a doozy it's a doozy to get over and people don't people look at you and think no way how could you ever like you just seem so positive and you seem like you know all the things you're putting out there although you know what I was trying to do through those times is is reflect I I, you almost can't help it when you're shooting photography your stuff internal stuff does come out in your Mm -hmm. in your work um and so I had someone say, man, your stuff's dark. Are you okay over there? And I was like, oh, is it dark? Yeah. I didn't, you know, I, I'm, but I'm trying yeah. to be, le- I'm trying to be legit. I'm trying to be authentic. You know, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling pretty dark. Um, and I'm meeting, I'm meeting that light, which is what the photography is giving me. But um, we've all been through it and it's always good to know that it's just a stage and you'll get through it and the lights at the end of the tunnel and it, cause it is true, even though it doesn't feel like it when you're in it, you know, there's hope. so poignant on so many levels right now oh i know right (laughs) oh my gosh i know yikes (laughs) some good words there tracy some good words thank you that was a great answer that was a great answer (laughs) yeah i can't wait to listen back yeah (laughs) and hear what i said (laughs) yes i know awesome okay so we're going to conclude this episode with our currently round based off Kristen's currently card at areyoukristen.com slash currently and now they can get it in books book form on book the form. amazon that is fun i'll Listen be sure to link to those thank you yeah so we just read through it orally on the podcast are you ready verbally orally are you ready tracy well uh, you know what you cut out so i didn't hear oh my mistake we're about to do currently round you ready oh yeah let's do it okay so what are you currently watching binge watching glee with my 16 year old <laughs> yes I, where are you what i love it um <laughs> we're almost at, we're almost at the end of the second season yeah very cool okay oh my god i'm in and love. it's your first run through yes You've never seen it in the past oh it's just the best i just it's, i really have magic i have an affinity for teens like I, it's it's an obsession i have an affinity yeah. for teens so Aww. this is fun for me it's it's such a good show it's so good. It was appointment television for me when I when it was on. Um, and my daughter loved like my daughter and I. It's giving us a, an incredible bonding activity. We just we just scream and yell and and jump around <laughs> and you know we have pictures of all the celebrities on our phones and we pass them back and forth. Like we're total <laughs> we're totally into it. It's a blast. Yeah. I yes. yes there's. <laughs> 
Yes. I'm glad you can relate. <laughs> so much. Nice. Glee. What are you currently reading? I am not a an avid reader, so I'm reading. I'm actually just doing a lot of reading of news and crap like that. <laughs> Every single and currently crap. for like the last week, I have to put... I am trying not to read the news. I know. That's that's really all I'm reading right now, which is just, yeah. Every week, it's like, uh, the news. I know. It's just like, I, uh, I got a million great books for my birthday, and I've not, or Christmas, and I just haven't, I just, yeah, anyway. So I'm not reading every time. Every time a guest says that they're not an ever reader, I'm like, yes, another one for my team. Oh, like good. I just love, <laughs> I love, like, because when I get a good book, I like it. But like, I'm not an avid reader. I guess yeah. how those people don't like photography. That's how people who read think of me. Yeah, what a probably. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It always makes me feel weird. But you know, what can you do? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Okay, what are you currently listening to? I, you know, when I was driving around a lot, I was listening to, I listened to like a kind of a folky station called the coffee house, but, oh, um, that was a good one. I and love that I Spotify on my, in my car. Well, when I drove, I just love the coffee That's house, yes. but now at, when I'm at home, my husband's uh, listens to music. So I'm usually just kind of listening to his music in the background or my daughter is learning. Um, she's a singer and she's learning the guitar and stuff. So I love listening to her play. That's fun. I love the music in the background. Nice. What are you currently making? I am really into um, video, little snippets of video lately that I'm kind of loving. So I'm loving using video more. I'm doing that little app called um, One Second Every Day. One something like that. One second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that app. So that's getting <laughs> me to see things differently. Um, and also I'm doing um, textures in my photography, which I've never really embraced or enjoyed before, but I'm using apps to add textures and I'm really into it. I started this little thing to keep me accountable called Texture Play Tuesdays, where I just make sure that I post something with textures on a picture on Tuesdays. And it's really fun. It's a really nice. fun like way to edit your pictures. You Very wrote cool. a blog post on that, right? I could, like, yeah. yeah, 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 I saw it. Cool, I'll link to it in cool. the show notes. Awesome. Uh, what are you currently feeling? I'm feeling hopeful. I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, I've, I've had a many years of feeling very funky. So, you know, considering all that's going on in the world, which makes me feel, of course, uneasy, um, my heart is feeling pretty all right. I totally get that. Yeah, I get that too. I had a really bad year a couple of years ago, and it's weird to feel better than that year, but also bad based on what's happening, but better. Yeah. Like, it's like a weird a weird zone. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. Uh, thank goodness we have some parts that we're feeling okay about. Whew. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> totally. I said that. I said we got to hold on to that. those little parts. Yeah. Hold on to those parts, Correct. ladies. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. what, what are you currently planning? Well, I guess I'm just still deciding. I started working on a technique, photography technique, techniques class, which I'm excited about because that's different from the picture series and it's more, you know, like hands-on stuff. So I've been working on that. So that'll probably be the next offering after all this stuff goes. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And what are you currently loving? I currently love that I still at least have one child under my roof because having my oldest away during all of this makes it so hard she saw you know she graduated college she settled in dc she's thriving and has her life there and i am just so grateful i have my teenager at home i'm just like obsessed 
you take such, I mean, they're beautiful girls, but you take such beautiful pictures of them. And I've always been able to like, they're like your best friends. I totally see like, I I love love watching you guys. They're so, they're, they are totally my inspiration. My kids are just incredible. And I'm just such a fan of teens. And I know not all teens are at their best. And I know they can be challenging and trying, but they're just, I mean, it's just, they get a bad rap, you know? They get a bad rap. Mm. It's hard to be a teenager, you know? Jeez. So I'm so appreciative of you sharing about, like I read um, how to be there for your teen. Like you just said mm-hmm. with all that, I read that post. And, you know, I hope to be a mom one day, but the teen years scare me. The idea of teen years yeah. freaks me out. So I'll be rereading your posts. So keep posting. Yeah. Oh, they can be, <laughs> yeah. the, I mean, they can just be the best. They're just so cool. They just have these cool ideas and they come up with cool stuff and they, I love learning from them and they're just, and they're not tainted by adulthood yet. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they're just, everything's so fresh and, and yeah, it can be weird if, if you've got like a major attitude going around, but like, I've been lucky. My kids haven't, haven't really thrown any of that at me. So knock yeah. on wood, knock on wood. <laughs> This was lovely. This was lovely. Thanks. Dream come true. Thank you, guys. I'm so like, oh, these just this conversation just lifted my spirits. We're happy. So wonderful. This Thank was you. absolutely fantastic. Okay. We are going to head over to After Chatter. That is going to be at patreon.com slash craftyassfemale. If you would like to listen and to the 100 other videos and audios that we have for you. So many. So many. <laughs> um, you can support the show and help us bring you wonderful interviews like we had today. Wonderful, wonderful interviews like we had today. Uh, yes, do that. It's fantastic. And it helps us bring you this awesome show. And otherwise, we'll be back next week with another amazing interview and more fantastic content. We love you guys and we will see you next week. Bye bye. Bye.